How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes. It's the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. In today's episode, the BFW, or big fat word, is ephemeral. <laughs> what is that, Francis? Well, it, it's an adjective. <laughs> uh, it, it means something that doesn't last long. In fact, uh, the definition of ephemeral is something that lasts a very short time. In this episode, we talk more about stories because they help us cope with an expiry date. <laughs> we'll talk about museums and their role in preventing ephemerality. And we'll talk about ourselves and all our temporary glory. All right, Francis, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. reason why we're talking about this 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 word today is because an episode that we did a few few weeks back i think a few weeks back the importance of storytelling um oh shoot <laughs> we don't i don't actually know the title of the story i mean one sec yeah three episodes ago three episodes ago we talked about life as a movie and the importance of storytelling and i feel like there's something in there that we kind of missed and I think this word ephemeral is a perfect example of what we missed. At the end of the episode, we just, like you said, we kept asking, like, is there more? Is there more? It's because we knew there was more to, um, to stories and movies and TV shows and books. Because, like, they're under the umbrella of stories. And we, we had something to say about stories. We just didn't know what we, we needed to say. I think we know now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. We we had a problem. That was a problem because that that storytelling is such a big. There's so many things that go under that thing, um, and to be honest, that's actually an example of ephemeral right there. How like we kind of couldn't think of anything to <laughs> like, kind of forgot in a way, you know. But um, to recap, movies and TV shows are important because they replicate life. Okay, so what we came up with, which was why. We were feeling so empty when we were talking about TV shows and movies. Uh, was was okay. Well, well, stories in general, right? Stories in general. What we were missing, the hole we were feeling in our souls by the end of that episode, was that we didn't take into consideration the setting, which all stories and movies put people in. They put mm. people in the universe, and they put people in. Yes. They assume you start all the way from the beginning. The Big Bang Theory, all right? That that show is really popular. Their whole like their whole theme song is that the whole universe was a uh, what, what the frick was the lyric again? The whole universe <laughs> in a something something space. Well, yeah. So it started at the very beginning, right? It started at the very beginning, and then it brought people into it. And so, so whereas the universe is so big and so freaking unknowable and complicated you can put people into it and allow people to see other people in tv shows and movies and to make sense of being in this world that doesn't make any freaking sense so to relate that to ephemeral okay everybody's not gonna last forever we all have an expiry date like milk yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> we um during that time we don't understand how we fit unless we're told stories because stories tell us how we fit. It helps us to deal with this ephemeral quality of humanity, of, of, of being alive. Because it allows us to find a place in all of this. 
even though we have like such a small small amount of time and on top of that movies the reason why movies and tv shows themselves like in itself is ephemeral is because we as human beings have this ephemeral nature that's part of us right uh we tend to forget so many like little things even even major events in our lives we don't really think about it as much as we should or maybe not should but as much as you would hope i suppose what you need to take away from this kind of recap is that movies are ephemeral they don't last forever and the stories themselves don't last forever either i i hated that new girl ended oh my goodness oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) and that's just that's just part of the process everything is ephemeral but that is that is the beauty of it though isn't it it is yeah we're like humans elves uh elves last forever and we we take advantage of that sorry i don't know why i went into lord of the rings yeah yeah elves last forever yeah i know what you mean okay we talked about this in like i don't know what episode it was we talked about this we definitely did talk about this a long time ago yeah what isn't ephemeral however and we touched on this in the intro of this episode is museums now when i see me when i mean they're not ephemeral they they look back on history they look back on the events of of us as human beings and civilization and and the start of the universe sometimes some museums like what is what are those museums called again? Like the universe museums? What is that? There's a name for that. The universe university museums? Do you say? Yeah, they like they like study stars. Oh, it's like science world a little bit. But like that. There's a branch in science world where they do all that stuff. Astrology. They astrology? look at stars. Yeah, is it astrology? Astronomy. Oh, I don't shoot. know. One is like horoscopes and stuff, and one is like actual stars. <laughs> doing horoscopes this episode. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, but I don't know the difference between the two. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think astrology <laughs> is the horoscopes. I think. Oh, but okay, anyway, okay. anyways, okay, let's get back. <laughs> Yo, where's this going? Okay, we gotta get back know. into this. <laughs> okay. But anyways, we need museums because of our ephemeral nature. And I actually wrote a piece uh, of this last year so i did lie i actually knew about this word for a year now not this year not this summer ah you liar yeah i did i'm sorry just kidding i'm sorry everyone everyone can call me out on that later on but anyway (laughs) so i'm gonna read you the end of this paper that i wrote for the museum i was working at it's just it's just a few sentences okay maybe more than a few but okay anyway so here it goes you're working at a museum what yeah, the heritage park that i worked at oh yeah you were that's right that's right okay (laughs) yeah yeah. um okay so So what makes a good story? Is it the plot and storyline, the characters and arc, the hidden little secrets and symbols in it? All of these things make a story worth listening to, but context and a story is worth remembering. And this is why we learn about history and why museums exist. They hold a story, stories that are more than just words and sentences, but rather context and ideas, context of who we are now and ideas of who we want to become. Museums are here to stay, and luckily, they have not fallen as an example of our ephemeral nature. At this very moment, we are part of a story. We are part of our own journey of story known as life. Together, around the globe, we are all writing the greatest story of all time. We are writing history. So this is why I think... Oh, sorry, that was good. That was really good. I just had to make that noise. 
okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Continue um, on. Okay, by the way, I, I'm, I'm glad that hit you because when I showed this to my boss, she was like, oh, this is really good. And then <laughs> a week later, she like totally forgot about it. Like it didn't even exist. So I was like, okay, thanks. I spent like two weeks on this thing, but all right, let's okay. show. Um, I want to talk about what hit me specifically because I think okay, yeah. it was like really, okay, okay. You say your thing first though. Um, no, if I say my thing, it's going to wayward to a whole different thing. So you, you should go first. Oh, okay. So what resonated with me was that humans have that ephemeral nature to them. And I was like thinking about that while you said it. I was like, okay, oh, that makes sense. Because we don't like exactly what I'm being right now. I can't even say what I'm trying to say because my mind is going everywhere. I forget what's important because I just, ooh. That's all. That's the problem yeah. with us as human beings. Like that's one of our biggest flaws is that we are ephemeral. Like our we we forget things pretty easily and we um like even thinking about the music you listened to back in 2012, 2010. Like you could probably only think about just a few songs, but all the top 50 I can't think of any. Oh yeah, it's pretty much actually honestly the same. <laughs> I think the only one I can really think of is like Dynamite. I think that song came out in 2012. You remember when did Dynamite? Call Me Maybe come out? I don't remember Dynamite. <laughs> call Me Maybe? I feel like... A... Tayo Cruz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tayo Cruz. Uh, call Me Maybe. Let's see here. I feel like that was a 20, <laughs> 20, 2010 Yeah, I'm going to guess. 2012. Was it 2012? Yeah, I know you're right. It is 2012. Yeah. So yes! Oh, Jepsen. my God. I'm good. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, <laughs> but But... Yeah, so that's that's where I stand on why museums are important is because we we can look back on events and although we are ephemeral, these things are like a staple to who we are now and I think it's very important that we have them. Because if you're not important now or then, then when? Imagine like just showing up on the on the earth naked. That sucked because you didn't have you wouldn't have anything like to go back to. You wouldn't have any history to to look back on you wouldn't have any you wouldn't feel like you were of any value i guess that has some some value because you look at yourself and you're like wow i got skin uh, but that that only lasts so long right i don't know yeah that itself is pretty freeing too actually because then you're kind of starting over like you if you have no idea about civilization and it's just you alone in like some random spot right that kind of is kind of freeing too because um yeah like you know nothing dude i totally agree it's like it it makes you it makes you know that the the very first step you have to do is make a story of how you got there yes make a st- whoa <laughs> dude this this was exactly exactly what i was ta- was uh was the uh what's it called like the topic of my first year yeah my first year like English course, frick, man. Yeah, I know his. I know the author's name. I forget what he what he wrote though. This guy's Northrop Fry, right? Because like, if you if you show up on an island, you don't come up with stories right away to to kind of explain why you're there. You come up with metaphors. You say that something is like another thing in order for you to make sense of everything, and then and then it goes from there. And then eventually, eventually, you keep trying to find exactly like more perfect metaphors for things and then you grow your knowledge and eventually it comes to stories but uh i don't want to i don't want to try and think about how everything relates so 
<laughs> Honestly, that that's that really sounds like an English course to me. Like yeah. that sounds like something like an English teacher would talk about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so another. But as human beings, we created. I mean, we created museums, right? So that means there is something part of museums that's going to be flawed. I feel like everything that we make, there's always some flaw in there because we are imperfect beings. Um, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so the one, the one flaw that I think museums have, most of the time museums are just focusing on an event like World War II or World War I or something like 500 years, the Renaissance or whatever. And only a f- select few people have their own section, right? So, I mean, as crazy and how like, evil it sounds if you think about it hitler has his own section in the museum mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. world war ii and all that stuff um yeah. what museums fail at is the most ephemeral part of history the people in the events and us as individuals are actually ephemeral like think about it like in 200 maybe not even 200 maybe 10 50 years after you die without your um, would you think you'd be remembered 10, 15 years after you died? Not including your like your family tree. Don't include them, but everyone else. Everyone else outside of your family tree. Do you think people would remember you? I mean, it depends on what you do, right? That's true. If you leave a mark... That's true. Uh, then you'll be remembered. That's that's what I think everybody tries to go for. But is that the main goal? I don't know. I don't know. Mm, is that the main goal? I, I honestly, I think it is. I think it's an important goal. That's probably one of my goals to be like to my name live a lot longer after my death. I think that's one of my goals for sure. Yeah, that's that's a nice thing to try and fig- figure out how to do. Just buy a university building. They put your name on everything. <laughs> that's a good point. Actually. Yeah, literally, that's like that's so easy. You just just pay for a university building. Uh, or you could come up with a theory. I agree with what you're saying. Like, at what at what point does it not matter what you do? You come up with a theory, or you you buy something, or or how long is the time span that none of that matters, and you'll still not be remembered? If Elon Musk figures out how to uh, get to get to planets, he's gonna go down in history. Because no matter what happens, he's gonna be the guy who said, "Okay, we're leaving this place." You know, and like when we when we're everywhere, bro, everybody's going to know who started it off, and that's gonna be insane. That is gonna be insane. I think Elon Musk has already written in histories. Like I don't know about I don't know about you, but I think Tesla and a self driving car is one of the greatest things that's ever existed. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I yeah. genuinely believe that. You know what I think his claim to fame is? It's not that he's an engineer. It's not that he's like he had all this money to begin with it's nothing like that i think it's because he knew economics oh really okay and he knew yeah i think i think it's because he knew economics and it's because he knew like economics has this has this has this effect once you realize what it's there for it's there to make sure that everything happens all by itself like it's a study of things just happening by themselves and once you know how things just happen by themselves uh, because of incentives, because of uh, prices and the invisible hand and everything like that, then then you could just, you know, flip a few switches and things will go your way. And I think he understood that, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Without going too, for, too much further into it, I just want to say I think Elon Musk, um, what makes him, in my opinion, the greatest, one of the greatest, is that he's crazy enough 
to make his ambitions turn into reality, you know? Ooh, yeah. That's true. Um, so, anyways. Yeah, so, uh, when you said, or when we were talking about how people are ephemeral, like, they don't really stick to one thing for very long, and that's true. Um, what I came up with was that people just have their own things to worry about. So, when it pertains to them or people in general thinking back to times in history when humanity did some wrong things like really screwed up or when they did some really great things and uh now we have so so many benefits because of that people don't think back to those times and think presently how do i apply these this information how do i apply the you know, the mistakes that we made, how do I apply the, the great victories that we've had to my my situation now? People don't care about that. They worry about the things in their own lives because we're ephemeral beings. We 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 look at what's, what's most important right now because we're present. And I think, I think why that is, is because people, people have these brains. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm talking like, I'm talking like I'm an alien. I'm trying to explain, <laughs> explain <laughs> humanity to like my overlord. But uh, no, people, people compress the world around them. I, I think I heard Elon Musk actually say this in like a in an interview to for like his his Gigafactory in China or whatever. People compress their surroundings, and we do it at such a crazy rate, but it's still not perfect. So what we do, just take the best information or the most important information from our eyes, from our ears, and use that to to inform our decisions about what we do our actions and because of that we don't have space we literally don't have space to put things into the past um into our brains to kind of inform our decisions Mm -hmm. we could if we really tried but is it going to work no i don't think so so people are ephemeral in nature and uh that's why i kind of wanted to tie that to what i heard on the radio actually um do you know who maori people are like the maori indigenous people in australia i think or new zealand i I have a feeling i know where you're going with this are they like are they just slowly dying off or something no no um so so what what you were saying how like um thinking about the past and you can't really think about the past while also thinking about your own problems right and the maori people have this belief that time i i think this is how they explain it time isn't really it's it of course it's relative like it's time is relative and the way that maori people see it i believe now hopefully someone will cor- corrects me if i'm wrong but i believe i think this is what she was trying to say that when maori people look at their life uh, and their belief is that the genealogy of their whole life and their whole like family thing isn't happening it's actually happening all at once and when you look at when you look at your room your whole family is there with you, even though you don't actually see it like with your own eyes, but your whole family is there. Your past, present, and future, they're all there in spirit. And I think that's like a belief. And I feel like, I think what she said was the more, the more connected you are with, um, I think the universe, the bigger the spotlight is, the more family you'll have in the room. Um, and to go what you were saying, I think, it, it really depends because I think some people are able to really focus on the past, present, and future with mm. while 
focusing on what they have to worry about, but it all depends on your belief system. I think belief yeah. system has a really big part of who we are and our and nature to be ephemeral. I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. When you, when you were talking, I just I just imagined all of my all of my kids and my kids' kids on one side and all of my like ancestors yeah. on the other side and I just got I just got chills. I literally got chills. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And I agree, like like it does really depend on how you're brought up and what your culture is and your religion. Um I think I was listening to Rabbi Sachs, this guy who's like Rabbi uh, Sachs. He makes yeah. a return to the podcast. Yeah, dude, did you <laughs> listen to his stuff? It's actually insane. <laughs> um so so he just he just emphasizes the fact that we can't forget the past. Cuz that's where all the learning is done. There's literally no other way to say it. It happened already and we can learn from it, right? So uh yeah, you can't forget your history or you just you lose. Because it's so rich, and you lose out on so much, so much of who you are, if you don't go back. Well said. But Francis, can let why don't we take a quick break and let the sponsors say what they have to say? Okay, make us money. Cheats. <laughs> okay, we'll be back <laughs> right after these messages. All right. So before the break, we were talking about how people are ephemeral by nature. And that's because we care about only what's in front of us usually. Uh, we don't really have time to think about the history of, you know, where we came from, our ancestors, what they did, their mistakes, their successes. We don't have time to think about that stuff. What we do have time for is to, to, to look at, you know, what's right in front of us. And sometimes that 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 feeling that we need actually go back sometimes that's that's part of what's right in front of us too like sometimes sometimes the uh unephemeral so things that last a little bit longer kind of creeps their way into our lives because we kind of need that right we kind of need to feel like we're part of something bigger and where does that come in it doesn't come from museums because that costs a lot of money and people go there only like once a you know once in a blue moon where does that come from it comes from media Social media, you know, the news, you know, the news can, can make things, uh, make things last longer and like, and, and social media makes things last longer. It's like, you know, Instagram, you put a picture up and it stays there. Right. So that's the, I think that's the new, uh, kind of museum, the, the new museums we're making now. They're like, yeah, they're like modern museums. Right. And that is, in my opinion, not the best because where do you where do you judge quality on there everything is subjective and and you don't know if like people's big mistakes are really worth looking at or if people's big successes are worth looking at because you know maybe there's there's an there's an agenda behind these things and you don't really know right in in its whole i think that people on social media platforms are doing doing their best to put out genuine work and like are are very altruistic about what they put out there but usually it's it's all for i i guess i'm just putting out like a pessimistic vibe but but i think i think at the end of the day somebody has to make a dollar right so when it's not for the benefit of people for the true benefit of people and 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 just giving value to them then it's it's bad when you search for 
the unephemeral in social media? Yeah, so um, to go back to what you said like earlier, I, I agree that internet, uh, internet as a whole, has become the new museum because like physical museums are pretty expensive considering that you need to get artifacts, relics, and everything like that. The internet is the new museum because like, you can post something and then that's it. Like it's up there forever or at least as long as you want it to. And even if you don't want it there anymore, people who took a screenshot of it or people who like posted it somewhere else, it's going to be there. So I guess that, that's a dangerous thing on its own. But I disagree with you when you said, um, oh man, I don't remember what you said. I just wrote them that I disagreed with you. Damn, that oh no i don't remember what you said no no, no you you oh, said like shit. That i said okay what did i say i said i said that it was bad because people make money off of it no before that, that before that though before oh, that shit no, uh, damn it oh uh, shit uh, you anyways i feel like you it's you said something um that i, I disagree with something uh, anyways because I wrote that I disagreed because of communities. And I think um, you said maybe it was along the lines of like when you post something and people. Oh, geez, this is, this is really too bad because I was going to go off on a whole thing about I this. Was, I was like genuineness, you know, and oh, oh, shit. <laughs> I feel like so. So it's like I'm going to try and infer what you're trying to say. OK, I'm going to say like. It doesn't really matter the quality at which... Is it quality? No, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to think it's like it, it didn't matter what quality you posted at. It it just matters that people are around you to discuss. And there's the community. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, well, the thing is like... The thing is what you were saying I felt like was the opposite of what you just said. And that's what I was going to try to get into. Like whatever you post. And I think that's maybe... Something it was something along the lines where you said that when you post something, uh, it, it's dangerous because like um, you could be like provoking someone or and like everyone can disagree on it. But anyways, I was just kind of getting to the point that the reason why I think it's beautiful that the internet is kind of like a new museum is because there's so many different types of communities looking at whatever you post or looking at whatever you have to say, uh, and they can disagree with you or agree with you either way. Um, but it just leaves like with museums. Um, when you go into a museum, you're already looking at what happened, right? But with the internet, when you post something, you're looking at what's happening right now. And whether you agree with it or disagree with it, either way, you're put into this community of of A or B, or maybe even C, you know? Uh, no matter, like, if you like something or you don't like something, you're put into a community that you like or don't like. You know, that's, I think that's all I wanted to say, but I, I don't really remember exactly what you said. So, yeah. It all, it all ties into this, this, this idea of ephemerality. And the reason it does is because uh, museums, the internet, it goes against the very idea of ephemerality. I say that sometimes there's actually value in ephemerality because it yep. doesn't go away. The, the concept of, of ephemerality is not ephemeral because it's yeah. always there. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like saying that the only constant is change, right? So, 
so what i'm saying is like you have to kind of accept that because at some point there's going to be something that you really want to hold on to and that in your brain there's like you know good feelings happy feelings that you never want to let go of but you know things change and eventually you'll have to let go of those things no matter what say it's a person Mm. you know people people pass away it's like it's a thing so that in that sense when you can't get rid of or when you can't accept that things change and that things will not always be there i think that's the danger of an ephemeral society or no an unephemeral society yeah yeah yeah. So, so one of like one of hard drives one of things that yeah one of things that never go away there's a danger in that people hold on to things for a very long time and and how do you solve that well, do you agree with that? First of all, do you agree? Like, I agree. I agree that it is dangerous to have. If a society was completely unephemeral, I think it is could be very dangerous because let's say you do something wrong to someone, um, and you guys just don't let it go because it's always in the back of your mind. That's pretty scary, Ooh. right? Yes, dude. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, did did you have something else to say? Uh, no, not at the moment. No. <laughs> So I, I, uh, recently I wrote something about, about love actually about love. Cause I, I kind of, I told you like, I guess in a call that, that I found out what love was <laughs> and it's just my kind of definition of it. And it, it's that, uh, it's that, it's that it's collusion between people and collusion is an economic term where, you know, companies get together and they set a price and that price is as high as possible so that they get as much profit as possible. But once one company decides to make more profit than the other person, then the total amount of profits that both of those companies get will decrease. And so when like when trust breaks between people, it ends love because now you're not as a whole getting as much profit as you would if you were just colluding and loving each other. And how that relates is that, damn it, what did you say? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit, damn. it's happening to me, too. It's happening no, to no, me, No, 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 it's not happening. No. It's not happening, because I remember. I remember, because I remember. Okay, what did you remember? Um, what did you remember? Um, like, if you do something to someone, they'll always, like, something bad to someone, they'll oh, always okay. have yes, 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 yes. So, so, it's when you want more as a company, or if you want more as a person from the other person, or not from the other person. I guess. I guess in general, if you want more, if you're like greedy, then you'll try and get more profits for yourself at the expense of everybody in the in the in the agreement, right? When you hold on to things, and you use those things as fuel, and you don't forgive, and you don't roll back that wanting, then you'll never give love a chance to like reignite itself. Because you can always you can always like forgive, right? You can always forgive. Um, and go back to that collusive, collusive state, right, where where you're making maximum profits with the other people, and that only happens when all of the people in the company decide to roll back and go back to those high prices. I, I know that's that's bad, actually, in the in the economic sense. That's actually pretty illegal. But you know, in in love, yeah. <laughs> when we're talking about love, it makes a lot of sense, and and that's kind of why I thought that you know love is collusion. But um, never hold on to things. And that's the that's the danger of non ephemerality. 
when you don't hold mm. on when you hold on to things for a really long time it doesn't give people the chance to forgive and okay rabbi Sachs. last thing rabbi Sachs. i was listening to a podcast his podcast again uh yeah in the shower and he <laughs> said that <laughs> he just brought up you know jubilee the jubilee in the bible and that's or the bible like the torah uh he, that's just when everything is forgiven so people have the chance to go back to their nat their their ancestral lands in, in the israelites always always forgave when it came to the jubilee and when you know circumstance led you to not having what you originally were entitled to like you had to sell it because there were there were bad things that were happening you'd always be forgiven on the jubilee you'd always go back to your ancestral lands and everybody would have everything they started with and it was forgiveness and that means that everybody went back into this collusive state you know yeah and love was reignited and all that so so how does that happen how do we do that even though hard drives exist even though there's like all of these all of these things that make it hard to forgive you know in 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 the world meditation what is your (laughs) what is your stance on meditation okay 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 i have i have quickly i have a lot of things to say real quick a lot of things to say based on what you said earlier okay um but at the end of it i want to get into meditation but uh real quick you mentioned the word love and i feel like this will become a whole episode on its own and i want that too yeah but i read this thing I heard this thing when you brought the word, brought up the word love, it like came into my mind. I'm gonna try to remember it, but it's it was something basically along the lines of the question was, can you ever stop loving someone? Let's say someone cheats on you, or or they they don't want to do the collusion anymore that you were just talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or yeah. break the trust. So the can you ever stop loving someone? And I think the whole quote goes, you can never actually stop loving someone because once you love someone. Um, the truth is you will never be able to unlove them. You will only find someone you will love more or you want to collude with more. And at the time, your old love will not feel so strong. But it, but the thing with human nature and love, love is in the heart, right? And it will never let you forget something that ever made you happy. That, okay, that's all, that's all I wanted to say. Um, the next thing, <laughs> the next that's thing, good. but the that dangers hit, yeah. of unephemeral wants the unephemeral wants is a a good example is my dog i'm not on the stage yet where i'm accepting my dog's death like she's not dead or anything she's like completely perfectly healthy but i'm not ready for her to leave you know like literally last night last night and this is the truth no word of a lie we were camping right and i brought my dog to bed and I'll admit I had a few drinks, but I didn't really like, I mean, it, it's still, it was still me, you know? Um, but yeah. anyways, I, I w- took her to bed and like, I laid there for like maybe a couple, couple minutes or so. And we were, I was just talking to her, like, you know how like an owner would just talk to his dog. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and I started tearing up because like, yo, there's going to be a day that this won't happen. Oh. And like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so although there's beauty in an ephemeral, it doesn't mean that be like the ephemeral natures of things uh, can always be good or be happy. It can be happy in the sense that it was once it was once a thing, and then you can look back on that. But it's just sad that it does have to come to an end. Wow. So, yeah. That's 
Um, and so, yeah, meditation. Let's get into meditation real quick. Okay. How, and you were asking me, what was the question you asked me? Like, meditate, like, what exactly I do with meditation? Is that what you were asking? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, what, what, what? <laughs> okay, okay, I guess, I guess in, in the context of the, of the episode, we'll go, we'll, sorry, we'll go into why, oh, okay, how does meditation help you deal with the bad sides of ephemerality you were to think like these really sad thoughts heart-wrenching thoughts i felt them when you talked about uh when you talked about shiloh could you use meditation to deal with those things and how would you if, if you could yeah i think the beauty about meditation is that meditation can be different for everyone and um, you can do meditation for different ways for different reasons. But when I do meditation, I mostly do meditation for self-reflection and figuring out myself oh, okay. a lot more. Because that's when I think of meditation, that's what comes to mind. So um, I, when I meditate, I accept I accept myself and what I've done in the past, whether it's good or bad, without really letting go or like forgetting that. Like, I just want to think about it. And it's funny because my mind is most active when I reflect during my meditation time. Okay. Because it makes you who you are. So, like, I feel like there's many stages of meditation. I, I, I don't really want to go into it because it's, it's, I can't really think about it on the spot. But I feel like the third stage of meditation, for me at least, is reflection. And I think it's really important for people to reflect during their meditation so that they can figure out themselves a lot more. And I think that's part, that's most, for the most part, that's what people's goals of meditation is to reflect and to, or maybe not reflect, but to figure out their identity or self-worth, I suppose. So yeah. you use meditation to reflect on who you are as a person by going back to the actions that you've done and kind of letting that settle and letting that letting that solidify, Yeah, I guess, so that by the end of it, you're you're more of yourself. Yeah, 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 exactly. Ooh, I like that. I think I use it for the opposite reasons, actually. I don't know. Like, like when I meditate, I, I, most of the time, it's so that I can deal with, like, the physical, uh, physiological reactions I have to things in the, in the world. Like, I, I have a really stressful environment sometimes. Like, I have, I have lots of homework due. I have to deal with people, um, and it gets to be too much at times. And I feel that in my shoulders and my neck, they just tighten and I don't know what to do. And I, I massage myself. I don't know why I'm saying that. Okay, so yeah, I just... I, I, pause. Pause. I deal he said he massaged himself. <laughs> Guys, he massages himself. Let's think about that. But anyways, go ahead. Okay, let it settle. <laughs> I try and deal with it how I how I can, all right? I try and deal with it. Right, okay. And then, and then I meditate and then I try and use my mind to let it start there because that's where it started to begin with, right? I try and end it with my mind because that's where it started. And that's why I meditate because I kind of feel out where all these all these points are in my body that cause tension. And I notice my feelings. I like, okay, I, I pinpoint it on that chart that we were, that we were talking about before, you know, energy and pleasantness. Yeah, yeah. Pinpoint it on there. I use all of this information to kind of gauge where I'm at. Yeah. I really just sit with it try and figure it out and then after that i let it go because i know what it is 
that's um. that's what I use meditation for. I use it to get rid of, not to not to build. Instead of letting it go, you should try thinking about why those parts of your body or that parts of your day um, affected you that way so much to the point where it's starting to like really take a physical toll on you. Because yeah. if you can like think about that, then you'll be able to accept that about yourself and it'll help you in the future to just to just accept it as being what it is. And I, I think we talked about this in, in controlling emotions. It's kind of like that same same kind of um, practice. I agree with you. I think I think that that will bring a lot of value to my life. I, I see myself like after a good ass meditation seeing the seeing the like <laughs> yeah seeing the situations happen in my life where i see it coming like i see the tension i see that i see it coming and welcoming it like seeing it and like oh okay this is okay this is this is going to be bad all right all right you know all right and then letting it happen and then after that it's just oh it's acceptance that's all it is and then i can move on and I won't have to, won't have to massage myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't we take another quick break and let the sponsors say what they have to say? What do you think? I think it's a good idea. Okay. We'll be back right after these messages. And we are back. A couple episodes ago, like we we touched on this already in this in this episode, but. We were missing something from that story episode, and we're going to close the book on it today. All right. Why the hell are stories so important? They are so important, dude. That is how humans know how to how to give each other information. But why does it work so well? It's like, it's so weird. Okay. We are ephemeral. Be, we, we are ephemeral beings. We're, we're humans. We don't last very long. So So it's hard to find our value when we know that we have an expiration date because in the context of the universe in the context of time in the context of all of history we know like deep down inside that we are super insignificant but stories why do they help like they're they're there and they get us through it and we binge and we don't know why it's just really satisfying when we binge well, I, th- I think we've come across reason, all right? It's because stories integrate people into the universe, okay? The setting, the setting is the universe. It started somehow, uh, people think because of a big explosion and that's like kind of the, kind of the unanimous decision at this point. Uh, and that's where it started and we're here now. And stories allow us to find our place within that time span. The reason why stories are important is because, uh, like you said, um, we have the, we are very ephemeral. Like we have ephemeral nature, and us ourselves are ephemeral because we don't last very long. And the memory of us, um, and who we were, and everything that happens to us, it doesn't won't last very long either. And to go into the future a little bit, um, if you think about it. And I mentioned this in, I think, our very first episode or even our trailer pre-release episode. And you, let's say, write a book or something or make, make a song. Let's say you make a really popular song. When you make that really popular song, people are going to think about it now. People are going to think about it in the future. Um, but how long, the moment that that song 
is forgotten about or is lost and no one ever thinks about that again is the last moment that you ever existed. Like, think about it. Like, even you're long dead, you're, if you're dead way, way before that, the last time that song has ever been played or even thought about is the last time you existed. And that's why stories are important. Um, is because it, it allows you to last longer than your time on in space. I feel like I feel like that's where we're heading towards, yeah. So okay, so there's so there's a story. There's a story that somebody, some writer, comes up with. It starts with the beginning of the universe, and then he comes up with characters, and these characters are just regular people. Yeah, they're people with the same characteristics as you and me, and they do stuff, and these stories live on, right? They live on forever and ever and ever. And so when you are born. You read these stories and you see your role and it, and it's comforting and it's really comforting. Let's, okay. let's just read what we wrote down. All right. Okay. So stories, they integrate people into the universe. The setting is the universe and you are a character, a cog, a valuable asset to a massive clock. Okay. A massive clock tower. That's bigger than everything. So that's what we wrote down in the notes. <laughs> we we're trying to we we're trying to we we're trying to bring that across to the listeners right now. And what you came up with before the break was or during the break was that the, it, okay, it's a massive clock tower. <laughs> and that's just because time keeps going. <laughs> and that's kind of crazy, yeah. Yeah, because if you might think about you can think about this many different ways, but the way I think about it, the we are a cog in a machine, right? Um, that's not to say that we are, are unimportant. It's just to say that we are a small piece in the machine. And even if we don't work or even if we mess up or do, don't do something, uh, it will ruin the machine altogether. Like it, it won't be the same. So you have to play your part. Uh, whether that part is to be yourself, be some, I mean, well, ideally the part is to be yourself. So be you is what I'm trying to say. But anyways, so this, this machine is time. Uh, and he wrote a massive clock tower, which is time. And the yeah, I think that's it. The machine is time, <laughs> <That's> basically. <it>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, until until physicists figure out what real what time really is, and I think they got like theories going on about how there's like a big bubble around reality, or then uh, I, then I, we'll I, just yeah. keep we'll just keep with this metaphor for now. It goes back to what Northrop Fry says. Everything's a metaphor. And um, we're just trying to make sense of it all. We don't know, but we're trying our best. So, The reason why stories are important is because of, because of how ephemeral we are. Uh, and it's just so that we don't forget who we are as human beings. Like, Although we have forgotten what human beings have done in the past, for example, ancient Egypt, uh, what we can do right now and what we leave for the people in the future doesn't mean that our legacy, our time on this earth has to end when we die. Uh, that's not to say that's going to be a good, if it's not going to be a good story, it might be a bad story. Who knows? Like how, who knows how we'll end? Who knows? But hopefully we're doing our best to make it a good ending. All right. So the final question, this one's for you, Vincent, for all the marbles. Okay. <laughs> is, <laughs> is, human ephemerality good or bad i think the fact that we don't last and that we will be forgotten one day is a good thing 
because it, it makes us want to be better. It makes us want to do more than what our life can give us, you know? Holy shit. That I, I, that, that's where I want to sit. What about you? I, I really just wanted to ask the question. <laughs> I didn't want to have to answer. <laughs> I, think you, <laughs> I think you really hit on it there. It's like what you said before, like trauma, right? Trauma. I think dying yeah. is a really traumatic thing, right? And what you said before was that trauma gives you the opportunity to be bigger than what hurt you. And death hurts. So, yeah, I didn't want to have to ask the, answer the question, <laughs> but I, I posed it to you. Uh, I think that you answered it beautifully, and I'll just add on to you and say that what you said before, so this is all you, actually, none of it's me, uh, was that you said trauma. Trauma uh, trauma gives you the opportunity. I'll never forget this because it really hit me. Trauma gives you the opportunity to be bigger than what hurt you. And death is traumatic. And it hurts. So how do you wow. be bigger than that? How do you be bigger than that? You make it so that your life was worth was worth the death. Wow. <laughs> Yo, what a connection. Yes. Dude, that was so good. That was so good. To be to what you do in this life right now, you should try to be bigger than what you have with the time you have with it. Right? Yes. Yeah. So something like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, I baby, got you. Yeah, I got baby. you. That's how I understood it. But like, I think we're saying the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. So we've talked about a lot of things today. We've talked about uh, the ephemeral nature of humanity. We don't last long. We've talked about how that is a challenge to us to be bigger than the death that we eventually have to go through. And along the way, we've talked about how the stories, the stories that we have created for each other can help us figure out our place in the vast universe that we do not understand for shit. (laughs) So we hope hope you liked it. Uh, We hope you come back. Subscribe if you haven't already or follow or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the terminology. You can can fill me in on that. You get it. You get it. Thanks, man. (laughs) So, uh, I have been your host, Francis. And I'm Vincent. And we hope you had a wonderful night vibing with us. Have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening. We love you. We love you.